Hey, everybody. It's Christian Pedersen joined by Dan Dickow back for another episode of the Gonzaga Nation podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in to what I think we can dub has been the most successful offseason recently at keeping everybody's uh, collective national attention, at least somewhat on college basketball. A ton more. Literally, Dan, I think we started last episode by putting to bed conference realignment talks and saying, yeah. we're going we're gonna to get around to that next time we hear something. And then they're like, oh, cool. Okay, we'll do that next week then. Uh, Thursday into Friday into the weekend, there was a couple of cascading announcements coming out of basically the disillusion and dissolvement of the Pac-12 and or maybe now the Pac-12 is going to do its own merger thing with the Mountain West or like there's going to become a West super. Con- it seems like this whole thing, we were waiting for one domino to fall. And then the past four or five days have meant absolute chaos and insanity. So where do you want to start? Uh, what- I mean, that that's the question is, where do you want to start? There's lots of different angles. There's lots of different places that you can start. There's lots of schools that you can start with. There's lots of commentary in regards to what the Big Ten, the Big 12, and now the American are trying to do that are going to impact the Pac-12, that are going to impact the Mountain West, that's going to impact the WCC and obviously Gonzaga. You know, Gonzaga's been uh, sitting on the sidelines doing all of their due diligence, and that's kind of one of the things that we alluded to um, in the last couple podcasts that have been kind of dedicated to this, and we thought it was done. Right. We thought we were kind of moving on to, to the phase of prepping for the, the season and keeping an eye on college football and that clock winding down to practice time. And I go on vacation with my family and then uh, we're out doing some some outdoor stuff. And then all of a sudden I look down at my phone or we I get back into the car and I look at my phone and uh, UW and Oregon, they go to the Big Ten. It's like, what? I What the heck? And then an hour or two later, you pull up another story. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, looks like they're heading to the Big 12. So that Pac-12, which will be this year, goes to essentially a Pac-4 next year. So Stanford, Cal, Oregon State, Washington State uh, are seemingly the outliers in that league. Um, You look at Cal and Stanford, they're obviously the most academic of those four schools, Oregon State and WSU being the kind of agriculture schools throughout all of the Pac-12. Oregon State, I believe, was a the first member they were a charter member of the pack eight years ago so you know I, I think some for some traditionalists that's hard to swallow you know Oregon State football has been really on the rise as of late under Jonathan Smith but it's it's money that's driving this thing we've said it before it's continuing to drive this thing UW and Oregon are premier names Seattle being a premier city in the country they're driving it Oregon with the Nike money of Phil Knight driving their uh, ability to kind of pick and choose um you know there's lots of different things you can kind of focus in on and chat upon with all this conference realignment but the bottom line it comes down to money and it comes down to football and the money that football generates and drives is changing the landscape right in front of our eyes things that you know even three four years ago um when you know the sec was expanding and the big 10 was expanding we never thought it was going to get to this and now it is and unfortunately the the previous commissioner of the Pac-12 put that league in such a bad spot um, that its schools, quite frankly, had no other choice but to do what they've done. The the new commissioner has come in. He's tried to salvage relationships. He's tried to, you know, salvage TV media rights opportunities. And it just, they they were so far behind because of the previous commissioner, they just couldn't get anything done. Uh, and then you get 
USC, UCLA being poached to the Big Ten last year, kind of what seemed like a midnight deal when there was that Pac-10 or excuse me, Pac-12 Big Ten alliance that was proposed alongside, I believe it was the ACC, where it looked like all these conferences were going to kind of be hand in hand, kind of keeping things uh, status quo. Well, that wasn't the case at all. You kind of might now look in, in hindsight and think that, you know, maybe that alliance was a chance for the commissioners to get to know some of these ADs a little bit more and, and have their phone numbers on speed dial. So, you know, they could jump at the right opportunity. Uh, there's just lots of movement. It's hard to keep track of everything. Um, you know, you mentioned the super conference on the West coast, you know, with the pack four in, that we're talking about into that's the end of one in terms of, yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. Happen. Then sub paragraph two is, well, this isn't going to be the end of it. So what yeah. happens now? Yes, go ahead. So I think what you look at now, you know, and we'll get to the piece of where Gonzaga fits because, you know, unfortunately, because Gonzaga doesn't have a football school, they are a complete outlier, you know, and most of the WCC schools are, are going to be playing uh, reactionary to everything that will happen after Gonzaga possibly makes a decision and a move. But first you talk about a big kind of West coast conference or a Western side of the United States conference, does the pack four Sanford, Cal, Oregon state WSU, are they able to salvage something and mold the mountain West together with the pack 12 and Gloria Navarra is the, the commissioner of the pack 12 was formerly the commissioner of the WCC. She's tremendous. She's always forward thinking. She kind of held San Diego state's feet to the fire a month or so ago when San Diego state wanted to get into the pac 12, but they, she was going to force them to pay a enormous exit fee. And then San Diego state pulled back from that. When we look, look back now, maybe even months from now, that might be the, the final straw that kind of crushed the pac 12. We don't know because maybe that would have been one more team to solidify things, make everybody feel it was in the right path. But anyways, if we're talking about a Western United States Super Conference. I could see the Pac-4 molding with the Mountain West, but do they want all the teams in the Mountain West? That's a question to, to consider. Does a San Jose State, uh, who traditionally hasn't been very good at many sports, um, fit with that brand of what might happen? I don't know. Um, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. And then you look at that. And say, well, hold on a second. There were rumblings just today within the last couple hours talking about the American Athletic Conference going after Oregon State and Washington State. Well, they I didn't what I read was they don't want Stanford and Cal. They just want Oregon State and Washington State uh, to fit into that league. So unbelievable uh you know last 96 hours or so in in college athletics uh and that's kind of a, a couple thoughts that i've read that are out there on your western united states super conference uh because right now i don't even know if you, you, you technically you will call it the pac-12 this year um but i think every i, I think pretty soon there's going to be a, a name that is thrown out out there in regards to what the the final four teams are because i don't i can't honestly don't see the name pack 12 uh or pack anything being salvageable because it doesn't make sense with no ucla no arizona uw etc to me it becomes maybe like the pack west conference yeah uh, very much so it could uh, become something like the pack west you know uh it's, it's hard to say but there's so many if you take the four and you add in the totality of what is available to be added from the WCC and the Mountain West, you get up to about 20-ish, 
22, 24 teams, depending on if assuming something major, like all three of those conferences move together, um, that somebody like, yeah, Oregon state maybe dips out to the American or something like that. So give or take 20 ish teams. I just, I don't think the math is that far off actually from just kind of taking everything on the West coast and mushing it into something that, yeah, is maybe buoyed at the top of different sports by different schools. And but in you know that's funny you said twenty schools ish, but then what about like the the top schools in the Big Sky? You know, a Montana State, a Montana um, that that drive a lot of interest and have booster money behind them more so say than some other uh, you know hard to fund <laughs> athletic departments in those leagues. What about Grand Canyon and the WAC? Seattle. You in the whack. I mean, those are schools that any conference that now well, all of a sudden for that, is created or expands wants those media markets. Maybe for that, I would say zoom out just a little bit further and assume that something like the American Conference making its play, like like if the West did that, the more than we're probably looking at, like only gonna have five conferences in the nation anyway. So I'd assume that there would still be some movers and shakers. So yeah, maybe uh, maybe uh, like a USF and Pacific and Pepperdine get zapped up by somebody that's playing like way smaller school ball. I, I don't know. I just, yeah. just throwing it out there, but yeah, I think that you're absolutely right that you could maybe toss in some of those other uh, West coast conferences by geography and figure it out. But yeah, I think, I, I think maybe we're just not that far off from. No, I, I'm, I agree. I don't with a pride on some of these and be like, look, we're going to focus on really maximizing the dollar around these instead. Yeah, I don't think we're that far off from from learning where Gonzaga truly is in this in this landscape of figuring things out. You know, they're at a disadvantage because they don't have football, but they're also an advantage because they can they can kind of beat to their own drum because they're such a national presence and a national name and ESPN wants them on their air. Fox would want them on their air. CBS Sports uh, national as well as CBS Sports Network, their sister um, network is going to want them on the air. There's all these new streaming platforms, which is one of the reasons the Pac-12 kind of held off. I think uh, making, you know, or some of the schools made a held off making a decision as long as they did, because I think they were looking at streaming deals and opportunities with Apple TV, uh, which MLS Soccer has done, as opposed to going the traditional broadcast TV rights. So lots of different things that, that were being looked at there. But, you know, when you look at Gonzaga, I said they're in a disadvantage with no football, but they're in an advantage because they've got, you know, the national na name recognition and the presence. When you talk about the WCC and Gonzaga, you mentioned a super conference. Well, now the schools that we mentioned in the WAC, Seattle U and Grand Canyon, I don't think they have football. I know Seattle U doesn't. I'm not sure about Grand Canyon. So do you take two more teams in that league and grow? Then do you go get maybe uh, a Denver University, which is in another big media market? Maybe do you try to get aggressive and try to take a San Diego State? Um, maybe you even go and slide, take a state school like an Oregon State WSU just for, you know, name recognition and, and put it in the WCC. And now does the WCC – go from nine teams to maybe a 13 team conference. So many things are out there. Um, you know, there's, there's lots of great articles that are, they're being written out. Um, some 
uh, have some outlandish ideas. I'm sure you listening to this might be thinking, I have an outlandish idea about the WCC expanding that big. It's hard to say. Um, but I think one thing is right now is, is uh, you, you got to be ready to to make a decision on a moment's notice uh, now. I think a year or two ago, you didn't have to be in as big a rush, but now you got to be ready to make a decision. Yeah. Uh, we will be here to cover that decision should anything come dan is that everything kind of from your the recesses of your brain on this topic or is there anything else we got to let the people know yeah i mean i it really is at this current moment in time i still think you know i i am disappointed and frustrated with college athletics but i get it because money drives all of this and football drives the money being brought into college athletics so football is going to be the dictator of why these realignments are occurring uh, I, I wish there was a way that maybe the heavyweights in football could do their own thing and align where it didn't impact these other sports quite so much, you know, because really at the bottom, at the end of the day, football makes a boatload of money. Basketball at most schools make a lot of money. If you're making it to the NCAA tournament on regularly, if you're not, you're probably not making a lot of money. Uh, women's basketball, some of the programs make money. And then after that, if you've got a baseball program that's making money, you're an outlier. If you've got uh, a soccer or a tennis program or one of these other, uh, you know, Olympic sports like swimming, diving, like Stanford, you know, they keep winning this director's cup of the most national championships across the country. Yeah, that's great and all, but those are all Olympic sports and there's nothing against Olympic sports, but they don't make any money. They don't generate any money. Football is the one that's supporting those uh, sports and being able to travel all across the country. And now you're telling me, um, you know, you, you, you got maybe 18 to 20 sports that have to travel uh, twice as much as they did before. Um, it, it's, it is going to tax some of these, athletic departments and figuring out how to get all this done. Um, so, you know, end of the day, I don't think we're going to be fully done with realignment. I think in a few years, we're going to see another switch, another change. I would personally love to see a big East conference where it's basketball centric with a Eastern, a central and a Western division. I've said it for, for a year or two now. I think that would be phenomenal for the game of basketball. You could get a lot of like-minded schools, Gonzaga being one of them. Most of those schools in, in the Big East or the original Big East, uh, you know, were Catholic uh, institutions that love the game of basketball. And so I, I, I would love to see something like that come to fruition. I know there's been some talk of it in different shapes and forms. Doesn't make sense for Gonzaga with the current setup because of the amount of travel. But if they added a Western division, which would be made up of similar WCC's type schools and some others, I think it would make a lot of sense. Requiem for the Big East is one of my all-time favorite sports documentaries. And uh, if that super version of the Big East does happen, please, will you allow in your hypothetical being the commissioner of the Syracuse to join <laughs> in? Um, my personal fandom could use it. Dan, thank you so much. Like we've said, you've got it. We've got you covered for all things conference realignment. Any more updates coming? Just make sure you subscribe to Gonzaga Nation wherever you get your podcasts or follow us on social. Talk to you guys soon.